0: Thank everybody for coming and for staying today. My message will probably be fairly short. Turn please with me to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 42. Matthew 22 and 42, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, the son of David. I'm interested in that phrase, what think ye of Christ? the title I have over my message today. Turn back to the Old Testament, please, to Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, Isaiah 7 and 14, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign, behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Turn back to the New Testament please to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, and we'll begin reading at verse 13. Matthew 16 and 13. When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremias, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And for our final reading, turn to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. That first verse that we read, what think ye of Christ, is what I'm interested in here today for my message. I'd like to talk about a few things about our Lord Jesus Christ. And while I know that everyone here knows everything that I'm going to say, and it may not seem like it's all that interesting to you, I still ask the question, what think ye of Christ? Because even if it is uninteresting to you, that's those of you that aren't saved, the question is why? And I think it says something about what you think of Christ. So what think ye of Christ? You know, this morning, a few of us sat here and worship and worshiped our Lord Jesus Christ. We sat around that table with the emblems, the bread that represented his body and the cup which represented his blood. and we worshiped that one who died for us there upon the cross. We think pretty highly of them, very highly of them, not as highly as we ought to probably. But we do gather each week in worship for that one who saved us, who gave himself for us. Our brother at the end of the meeting was, was speaking about the thousand praises and, that we would offer up to him and offer a thousand tongues to sing. When we get to heaven, there will be many more than that that will be praising Him. And what think we that are saved of Christ when we think He's everything to us? But what about you that aren't saved? What do you think of the Lord Jesus Christ? That's the question. And I'd like to examine a few things about that. First, I'd like to talk about His miraculous birth. You know, sometimes we, I think, gloss over... What a miraculous thing it was. In Isaiah chapter 7 we read, A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Certainly it was a miracle that a virgin would conceive. That That is a miracle, absolutely. There's nothing, never been anything like that before. Never will be anything like that again. That was absolutely miraculous. His entrance into this world was absolutely miraculous. And while his mother Mary, we are glad that she was bore the Lord Jesus Christ and brought him into the world as a man. Uh, we're not like the, the Roman Catholics that worship Mary. We don't think she was any different than any other woman. But there were miraculous things around his birth. But as miraculous as it would be and as improbable and unlikely that it would be that he would enter the world that way or that anyone would be born that way, it's not as improbable and it's not as miraculous as the fact that he came into the world to begin with. He created the world with his own hands. And when he created man in his infinite love for us, he gave us the ability, the free will, to sin. We could choose to sin or to not sin. He gave us the ability to make that choice. You know, some would say, well, why didn't God just create man perfect? Why didn't he... There must have been some flaw or something like that that was put into manic when he created him. So maybe God's creation wasn't perfect. That's not true. There's no way that God could have created a being that truly had free will, that truly could choose whether to sin or not sin, and make it so that He only chose not to sin. The only way that God could create a a being that would have free will is to allow the possibility that man, His creation, would choose to sin. And man did choose to sin. That first man, Adam, we read, For as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. Because of Adam, because of his sin, death passed upon all men. So today, none of us expect to live forever. We all expect to die at some point. Whether it be when we're 60, whether it be when we're 80, whether it be when we're 120, we'll die at some point. Back in the Bible times, back in early in in Genesis, there were people that lived over 900 years. Life expectancies have gotten all different times. But the one thing is constant. Everybody, with the exception of our Lord Jesus Christ, who never needed to die, everybody should have died and did die. Now there's one example of somebody that was caught up to heaven or two examples before they died. But death passed upon all men. They still, even those people, were had dying bodies. We see death all around us. We see death not just in ourselves, but in the animal world, in the plant world, everything this creation is full of death. And that is not how God created it. But our sin has brought this. The sin of man has brought about this world that is in the condition that it's in. It is not God's will that we have the suffering and all the difficulties in this world that we have. It's because of sin that all of those things exist. So, getting back to our message here, if you think about the fact that God created man, man chose of their own free will to sin against God. How improbable is it that God would come down here to this scene and be born of a woman so that he could make pay our debt so that we could be saved. Truly, it's a miraculous thing. Truly, it is the love of God and nothing else that he would even come down here to this scene. That he would come down here and walk among men and allow himself to be treated so cruelly by the hands of his own creation. Certainly, his birth was miraculous, both in how it happened and the fact that it did happen, that he would ever come down here. That God would love us enough to send his Son and that we would have God incarnate here upon the earth. It's a wonderful thing it's something that's beyond a lot of our comprehension, you know even certainly those of us that are saved don't always don't enter into what an amazing thing it is that God himself would come down here and walk as a man. But let me move along because I want to talk about his life here. And as I said, God created man that can have a free will, that can choose to sin or not sin. And the Lord Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. He chose not to sin. Because He was God, He couldn't sin. But He lived as a perfect man. And it would require a perfect man. It would require His sacrifice to pay the debt for all of us that are sinners. It really is, you think of it, it really is paying a debt. It's not just one that, you know, why couldn't anybody have died upon the cross to pay for sins? Why couldn't any person off the street have just decided, you know, I'm going to sacrifice myself for the world. I'm going to hang on the cross and suffer for the world's sins. Why couldn't anybody do that? because our sins aren't against that person. Some of them may be. I mean, I may have cheated the guy in the business deal or something like that, and and he can forgive me. But if I lie to my wife, for example, he has no ability to forgive me of that sin when he's hanging on the cross, this man who, who knows who he is. Only the one who we sin against who we ultimately sin against, which is God, would be able to pay that debt. He's the only one who could suffer there and die upon that cross. The only one who would be capable of forgiving us of sins. You know, when you look back at the Lord Jesus' life, one of the amazing things about him, and about some of the things that he said, was he, he actually, in, 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 and we should, I probably should have read it, Back in the Gospels, he talks about, "Go and thy sins be forgiven thee." What kind of a person could tell somebody, "Thy sins be forgiven thee," meaning all thy sins? This this man, I mean, to the Lord Jesus Christ as a person, this man may not have done any direct sin against him. He may not have gone up and lied to him or punched him in the face or done anything like that. So, how would he have the ability to forgive him of his sins? He had the ability because he was God.
1: All sins
0: are against God. And he had the ability, because he is God, to forgive sins. There was never a man that lived that was like our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only in his perfection, but just in the fact that he was God. The fact that he was God and brought down here to this earth He was unlike any person that had ever lived before. And He was perfect and He was able to forgive us of our sins. But He couldn't just say to everybody, your sins be forgiven you and that was the end of it. Because God is a just God. And God demands that there be punishment for sin. You see, if God didn't demand that there would be punishment for sin, then why wouldn't everybody just do whatever they want if there's no punishment for it? Why would God have any integrity at all by saying, this is wrong, but I'm not going to really worry about it too much. I'll let you skate on that one. No, God is just. And in order for there to be an absolute right and wrong, there needs to be a punishment or some negative consequence of being wrong. And so therefore, sins have to be paid for. It's not just something that God, as a just God, and as a good God, can overlook. So sins had to be paid for, and they were paid for there upon that cross the very Son of God who walked there as a man as miraculous as His birth was, as miraculous as His life was, He would then give Himself there upon the cross to pay the debt of our sins so that we will never have to. God got His punishment or He was able to mete out His punishment for our sins. But there's two ways that that punishment can, be, can go out. It can go out upon you, the sinner, the sinner, Lord can go out on His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ suffered for the sins of the whole world there. He truly did. He suffered for every sin. But friend, if you don't believe Him, if you don't put your trust in what He has done for you there upon the cross... well, then you're going to bear the punishment of your sins and not him. Well, I shouldn't say not him. He bore the sins of the whole world. But you will bear punishment in eternity for all of your sins because you're not, you don't avail yourself of what he has done. This gets back to the central question, central question that we started with. What think ye of Christ? What do you think of Christ? We've heard of what a miraculous birth He had. We've heard of what a miraculous life He had. And now we've heard of what a miraculous death He had there upon the cross. But what do you think of Him? What do you think of His life and death here? Why do you think He came here? Was it to save some people, but not you? No, He came to save everybody. You know, maybe you think, well, maybe it's God's will that I perish. No, the Bible says. It's not God's will that any should perish. He wouldn't have sent his son into the world to die for the sins of the world if he only wanted to save one or two people. He sent them to save the whole world, and the whole world through him can be saved. But friend, in the meeting, you've got to answer that question, what do you think of Christ? And you may think he was a great man. You may even think, yeah, I have no reason not to believe that he was God. But what does he mean to you? What do you think of him? Do you think that he died on the cross for just my sins? Do you think that he died on the cross for each one here that saves sins? Or do you think that he died on the cross for your sins? You know, it's not difficult to get saved. I made a difficult time of it for quite a while in my mind trying to work through a lot of things. But there's nothing required of us to get saved. All it is is simply putting your trust in what the Lord Jesus Christ has done there upon the cross, and you can be saved. It gets no simpler than that. There's no need to make it more complicated. There's nothing that we need to do. It's been done for us. The work of salvation has been completed. And through that work of salvation, we can be saved for all eternity. It's very simple. But what do you think of Christ? What do you think of Christ every time that you walk out of this building or that you leave the end of leave one of these meetings? You hear the gospel preached. You hear people speaking to you earnestly about your soul. What do you think of the Lord Jesus Christ? when you leave and you say to him thanks for dying but I'm just not ready to accept it I've got a long life ahead of me you know sometime when I'm and on my deathbed I'll I'll get saved there's a lot of a lot the world has to offer you know there's all of these things I want to acquire there's all these Girls that I want to go out with. There's all these things I want fun. I want to have all these things I want to do. I can't do all those things if I get saved, so I want to get saved at some later time. I want to be able to live a sinful life now and get saved at a later time. Is that what you're thinking? Or maybe, maybe you're not thinking that. Maybe you're just thinking, well, I wouldn't mind being saved. You know, it would be nice to be saved, and I could probably even live the life that, you know, a God-honoring life of a Christian should be. I could probably do that. But it's just not high enough priority for me right now. Is that what it is? Friend, what's higher priority? How important do you think Christ is? What think ye of Christ? Do you think he's less important than starting school in two days? Do you think he's less important than the next vehicle or whatever it is you might buy friend he's very important but most importantly he thought so much of you that he gave himself on the cross what do you think of him that last verse that we read son of God who loved me and gave himself for me God loves you the Lord Jesus Christ loves you and loved you enough to die there upon that cross. You know we've talked about the physical sufferings of it a lot. Just imagine being nailed upon a cross, all of your weight suspended there. Crown of thorns planted into your brows. You're already sick and bleeding from all of the beatings you'd gotten the night before. And this wasn't just some criminal hanging up there. This is the Son of God hanging there upon that cross. What do you think of him? What do you think of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you think that there's more important things than believing on him? Do you think there's more important things than being saved? Well, then you don't think very much of him. Because you're saying, Lord, thanks for dying, but no thanks. I just don't need it right now. Friend, that is a seriously awful way to think. What is more important than this? And unfortunately, God in His infinite righteousness, if you reject His Son, God is absolutely 100% justified in condemning you to hell for eternity. There is a consequence. You know, there's a lot of benefit of being saved. I mean, you know, if you find a great product out there that you want to buy, or or you're thinking of buying, and you decide not to buy it, you know, you're going to lose the benefit of that product, right? But in most cases, you're not going to suffer anything real bad from not buying it. You know, and some things you buy to avoid something real bad, like insurance or something like that. But with salvation, you gain something that is wonderful, beyond the most wonderful thing we could ever buy or have. But by not getting it, you lose something that is worse than anything you could ever lose here upon this earth. Friend, there has never been a clearer choice or a clearer reason to make a choice for salvation. of Anything that has ever been offered to you, this is, it has great upside, It avoids a tremendous downside, and it's free. Salvation is wonderful. But friend, God in His infinite righteousness cannot allow you to reject His Son. This wonderful man that we have been talking about who was God made as a man, who had a miraculous birth, who had a miraculous life, who had a miraculous death, who died for the sins of the world, He's not going to allow you to reject them. He's not going to allow you to think poorly of His Son. What think ye of Christ? If you're rejecting Him, you're not thinking very highly of Him. And God will punish that in eternity. He will punish sinners in eternity that reject His Son. Oh, you'll be punished for all the sins you've committed too because you didn't avail yourself of that one who was there to pay your debt. But friend, as bad as the suffering will be for all of your sins, I really do think that the suffering that you're going to pass through as you realize that you have rejected the Son of God is going to be awful. You realize that you sat in gospel meeting after gospel meeting and listened to us preach the gospel admittedly feeble, but still... Preaching the truth of the gospel, that the Lord Jesus Christ loved us, that He died for us, are upon the cross, and that simply by believing in what He has done for us there we can be saved. You're going to think, I've listened to that, I listened to it, but I didn't think the Lord Jesus was important enough, or that this was important enough, or that there were other things I had on my mind, or, I don't know, friend, I don't know what's going through your mind right now, but if it's not that I really want to be saved. I fear for you. there's other places in the Bible where we read that my spirit shall not always strive with men. I think that's twofold. I think that means that some of us will be not some, of us, some will be taken away in death after the Lord has striven with them enough and they've rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that there's some that will get older and any anxious thought that they might have ever had about wanting to get saved will be gone forever the Holy Spirit no longer strives with you when is the last time you're going to say to the Lord I don't need this right now there may be a last time we hope that there's not this question what think ye of Christ it's vitally important If you think He's the Savior of the world, most importantly, if you you think that He's your Savior, put your trust in Him and be saved. He loved you and gave Himself for you. This is not an unlimited offer that's available forever. It's only available for as long as you live and as long as the Spirit strives with you. And we know not what a day may bring forth boast not thyself of tomorrow. Right now you have the opportunity. You're here in a Gospel meeting. If the Spirit is striving with you even a little bit, and you think, you know, I I do want to be saved. I really do. Don't push those thoughts aside. Accept what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing or has done for you there upon that cross. What think ye of Christ? Let's hope your answer is, I think He's my Savior. Not just I think He's my Savior, I know He's my Savior. That's what I think of Him. That's what each one here that's saved thinks of Him. Friend, what do you think of Him? You have an opportunity right now to be saved. There's no guarantee that there will be a meeting next week that somebody will be up on this platform speaking. There's no guarantee of that at all, but right now there is a guarantee and if you put your trust in the Savior, that, that guarantee you'll be saved for eternity. What think ye of Christ?